Well, it's Friday, and everybody knows when it's Friday, what time it is. It is time to go inside EMS. I am your host, Chris Avalara, and I am happy and peppy, and I am excited to be here with you today. And if you could see me, yes, this is my excited face. And here is a man who never has an excited face, our good friend, the one we love to call Kelly Grayson. Kelly Grayson, what's going on? Oh, man, are, are, you, are you telling me that I have RBF? Is, is that what that is? What is that, RBF? Well, it's family friendly show. I can't. I can't say oh, that. Okay. Resting, yeah. resting something face. Oh, I see. I see. Yes, you could be. I mean, you've got that. Uh, you know, I'm, people I'm always say that about me. Man. You know, I never, I never have that face that shows emotion. People say, it "Looks like you just killed your parents," and I'm like, "But I'm skipping through a field of daisy. I'm frolicking like a schoolgirl. I am. I promise." <laughs> it's been a. It's been a good week, man. I just had another. Uh, uh, anthology come out besides the perspectives um uh this one's a uh, anthology of hunting stories that i've got one in called how not to shoot fish and other deer that got away and uh uh edited and compiled by cedar sanderson it's got some great stories in that and i wish you guys would uh would buy it and contribute to the double wide fund that's give me a right. chance to buy that swanky double wide i've had my eye on for quite some time now that's right straight out of pitkin I'm going to tell you, I mean, you're just a little author now. I'm, I'm still waiting for this other book to come out to see how you're going to uh, kill me off. And uh, I look forward to that. But uh, let's go ahead and transition before this gets a little bit too deep. But, uh, you know, Kelly, one of the things that you and I talk about all the time is that of leadership and the importance mm -hmm. of leadership in EMS. And it's one of those things that we kind of get caught up in the process of maybe becoming leaders before we're ready or thinking we're ready. And you know, trying to get into leadership and thinking that we can make a difference and finding out it's not what we think. And where do people get their training and how do they gain their experience? And what's the science? I mean, I could go on and on all day, you but I got to tell you, our next guests, they are the ones who are really trying to make a difference. They are really bringing leadership to the forefront, EMS leadership to the forefront of what we're trying to do every day. They're coming out of the Empire State, our good friends. They're joining us again, Kelly, for the second year. Lisa Jerizzi and Robbie McHugh. I want to welcome you guys to Inside EMS. This is your second appearance, the second annual appearance for you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. It's a delight and a, a pleasure to be with you both. Yeah, thanks again, Chris, for having us. We're, we're happy to be here and happy to talk about leadership. You know, so I want to ask the first question, Lisa. I think I want to give it to you. I mean, you heard the setup now when we think about leadership and we think about how we need to be able to take care of the most precious resource we have in our agencies. And, and people don't really understand mm -hmm. that. I am a fan of the art and science of leadership. And we have to be able to take care of our workforce to ensure that they are going to grow the organization. And the workforce is the only resource in the organization that increases in value. Everything else depreciates, the ambulances, the cardiac monitors, the EPCRs, whatever it is. But our workforce could be the only one that's increasing in value. But one of the things that seems to fall by the wayside is how do we get the leaders trained enough to take care of this most precious resource? Well, I think it's a couple of things. And, and uh, one of the things is I think we need a paradigm shift in terms of uh, even how people uh, think about leadership. I think people mistake leadership and management too much. Um, yeah. You know, you lead people and you manage things, but that's not how a lot of people approach the topic. And then on top of that, um, 
I think we look, uh, unfortunately, we inherited a way of thinking about organizations like they are machines and humans are part of the machine. And that has gotten us to where we are in organizations, not just in EMS, but certainly, um, you know, we see this in all the industries. I, you know, I am privileged to work in a lot of uh, industries talking about leadership and culture and all those kinds of things. But I, I think you're spot on that uh, too much of the time there's been this experience of, well, people should be lucky to work here, we lucky to have jobs. But that's just not the way it is anymore. There's a whole new world now. And organizations need to adapt, and leaders in particular need to adapt to uh, a whole new world. You know, you, you said it well, Lisa, that uh, EMS now is, is an employee's market. Um, the shortage is so bad that we can pick and choose where we go. And, and Robbie, I'd like you to pick up on that. Lisa mentioned management versus leadership. What do you think uh, drives employees away from an organization? My, my focus has always been on leadership from the bottom up. I've been on both sides, but I, I have a grunt side view of leadership right now, what it should be and what it is not. But I'd like to hear your take on it. What uh, you always hear that people don't quit organizations, they quit leaders. Um, why is that? I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, leadership, number one, can happen at any level, regardless of position, right? It's so much more than a title. And we often, you know, unfortunately, because somebody's a really good paramedic, they get a gold badge and they're promoted to a position of leadership. Um, often the organization doesn't recognize that they could use some training before that promotion, right? So um, imagine if you actually built a bench of leaders so that people had the tools to deal with the situations they're gonna be put in before the damage happens, right? Unfortunately, we tend to, again, promote just the, the best paramedic and then not give them the tools in their toolbox of how to deal with situations. And organizations are nothing but systems of people, right? Without the people, the or our systems aren't gonna work. So unfortunately, I think we need to um, recognize the importance of investing in people and how they communicate with other people, um, You know how they value other people's opinions, how they listen to people. So much of what we teach um, with the EMS Leadership Academy uh, for leadership, we always start with communication because that is usually the, the one thing people uh, get wrong and um, and they skip to conclusions, right? They they in their head the the story of the what they think happened is often much worse than what actually happened. Uh, and as humans, right, our, our our brains sometimes get the best of us, and they just skips conclusions a little too quickly. So um, I think there there's a lot of things to talk about in organizations when it comes to leadership communication. And I think people out there are frustrated, right? They're frustrated with the results they have. They're frustrated with the, the constant conversation of recruitment and retention crisis and labor market crisis and budget crisis. I think it's, Lisa and I talk a lot about, you know, this is a design problem. Your organization is perfectly designed for the results you're getting. <laughs> and often we try to treat the symptoms of the problem. We don't go necessarily upstream to try to redesign the system to get different results. And that's a lot about what Lisa and I teach, a little bit about what Lisa and I teach. Awesome. You know, one of the things that Robbie said is that leadership, you know, it's it's an action, right? It's it's a verb, it's not a noun. And we've got to be able to show our leadership every day. We've got to be able to earn our leadership every day. What do you think, if, if we think about some of those characteristics that really kind of outline, you know, the best leader 
I mean, because one of the one of the things that I like to do with my coaching clients when we talk about leadership is I want you to list the best leader. What what attributes did they have? And then I want you to think about the worst leader and what attributes did they have? And what do you learn from each of those that you take into your own leadership style? But if you can give us a couple, maybe three or four uh, characteristics of a good leader and maybe why they're important. And let's start these guys on a great path who are listening, who are sitting in the truck to say, consider a career in leadership. Well, I would say there's really the main one is the ability to be present and to be in the moment and respond to what's showing up. I think virtually every characteristic has a place in leadership. I mean, we do we do exercises in our trainings where we have people say what's good leader, bad leader, and then we have them come up with, well, tell me where this good leadership quality might be bad and tell me where this bad leadership quality might be good, right? So in our work, we really focus not on the characteristics because we're ever changing, but instead to really pay attention to who are you being in the moment? Like what's the, what are you present to? Right? Are you are you like Robbie said in your conclusion about the situation and then trying to communicate about your conclusion, but that's not what actually happened. And I think that when leaders are present, what naturally comes through is connecting and caring, because you're showing, you're demonstrating, like you said, as a verb, you're demonstrating that you care about what's actually happening, rather than being right. You care about the responding in the best way rather than reacting from some past-based story that you have and my uh, the other thing i would say is that the willingness to be wrong is a huge um, uh, factor in whether you're an effective leader because if you uh, are not willing to learn and not willing to be to find out like oh i blew it i made a mistake if you're not willing to own that, then the people around you are not going to feel safe and they're not going to feel like you're, you know, they're, you're going to look like a fraud, right? And authenticity is so important. And, and all of that comes from a willingness to be present. And, and, and for me, that's the number one attribute of, of a great leader is presence. You know, Lisa, you mentioned uh, the ability to to be present in the moment um, as if the characteristics we're searching for in in leadership are a moving target uh, and they they shift and they're they're hard to pin down. Robbie, I'd like to ask you um, if what we traditionally have done is is promotes people based on their hard skills, the quantifiable stuff, their seniority, their clinical excellence, how well they write a a billable PCR and how how well their boots are shined. Um, if that's not what makes an excellent leader, um, those soft skills that are harder to define, well how do we how do we spot those people? Uh, is it just simply uh, a flexible mind, people that can shift on the fly and, and uh, adapt the way they do things, they're, they're, they're natural problem solvers? Is that the, the primary characteristic of a, of a nascent leader? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it's our ability to bring out the best in other people that really makes a difference. If our organization, if our leaders can recognize people's potential and their willingness to, you know, want to better themselves. I think that's a huge indicator. Um, you know, if our organization, like what's the message being sent by our, our organization, if we're willing to invest in your leadership development, right? That person 
is going to feel so much more valued, so much more care for, cared for. You send them down to, you know, Emmitsburg, Maryland to go to the National Fire Academy, their, their management of EMS program for two weeks. Like that sends a message that I'm willing to invest in you and, you know, pay your salary for two weeks or whatever it is, pay your expenses. Uh, it's all expense paid, but um, to invest in your leadership development. I think it's going to send a message to your people that they that you care about them and and certainly i mean what qualities are you looking for in a leader maybe maybe it's asking them um not what qualities do they value but ask them to share some stories i love the question that if you ask somebody you know share a story or an example a high point experience really this is what we're asking for of what was a great example of leadership that you've ever experienced what was it about that person, that leader, that situation? And it gets people out of uh, thinking, you know, oh, I, I could tell you a million stories about bad leaders, but what's a what resonates with me for a good example of a leader? If they when they start to tell that story in the moment, they they begin to relive that story, and probably the characteristics that they most appreciate uh, about that leader are the characteristics that, that you know they most resonate with them, and that that are probably their strengths. So you're probably starting to identify what are a person's strengths uh, by just asking them uh, one of those high point experience stories. Um, Robbie, you had said that, you know, um, the the act of uh, of sending someone down to the, the leadership academy at Emmitsburg, <clears throat> it, it strikes me that the willingness to do that, to identify that person uh, and send them down and pay their salary for a couple of weeks is as instrumental in creating a leader uh, as the information they will gain at the academy, that gesture that you you spot potential in someone. And Chris harps on on servant leadership all the time, uh, and and making people be the best they can be. But that sort of attitude for me as a as a grunt has always been the thing that that was really more useful to me uh, in feeling comfortable in what I need to do than any tools that they gave me in a leadership academy. Would you agree? I think absolutely. Um, we often talk about communication, but everything we do communicates, right? The actions that we take in an organization, how we listen to other people. It's amazing how much you can influence somebody's communication through conscious listening. And if you've ever had that experience before of somebody that's set, a, set aside all of their, their, their work in front of them, they've turned their computer screen off and they've given you their full attention, like that that's a gift of communication um you know and, and you're right it's it's those actions that we take as an organization um communicate to people what's important uh, what's important to us as an organization and that we value them and people just want to feel valued they want to feel cared for they want to feel safe psychologically safe physically safe so i think there's a lot of really good things in there that we can all all learn from you know one of the things that i think is important over this you know the the responses that you had and kind of everything that we're talking about really goes you know around developing your leadership expertise and we give everything that we can or we should at least give everything that we can to the workforce to ensure that they're the best that they can be i've been saying for many years that the true measurement of leadership success is how engaged satisfied and productive your workforce is for us to be successful as leaders, our workforce has to be successful. And if our workforce isn't successful, our organization isn't going to be successful. And we do that a little bit backwards. And it's vital that we go ahead and learn the skills and develop the abilities and increase our knowledge when it comes to the art and science of leadership. Another favorite quote that is mine, and feel free to use it, everyone. 
because we know that leadership is both an art and a science and you have to be able to understand the science before you can paint the portrait of organizational success. But this is why one of the reasons we have you here today, Lisa, is because the fourth annual EMS Leadership Summit is happening in September. And this year, you've got an incredible, an incredible lineup of over 40 speakers. You know, last year, I believe you had over 4,000 attendees. And but more importantly, this is a free event. So maybe yeah. just give us a little bit about that the importance or or maybe let's let's just start with the genesis how did this come about four years ago and how has it grown over the years uh, well it came about because robbie is brilliant and i will give him all the credit for that because did you, he... re did you read that like he wrote it lisa is that what you know i mean it um we know the thing is is robbie and i had been doing a lot of work together in organizations and the organization he ran and we saw for ourselves that leadership training people were hungry for it and it wasn't available and i firmly believe that everyone has a leader in them it may not show up at work maybe it shows up as a, a mom or a dad maybe it shows up in some volunteer organization they work for maybe it shows up in a in a completely different way but everyone has a leader inside them and how that gets expressed is unique to everyone and but people don't see themselves often as leaders or they don't have access. It's like anything. The more you can, it's a learnable skill. It's not as if it's a, you know, a, a, a unicorn that you can't find. Learning how to be a better leader is, is learnable. So anyway, you know, uh, Robbie had uh, uh, come across some summits, some online summits uh, in some of the other work he was doing and he approached me with it and I was like, really? okay because robbie's brilliant and i knew that about him so we just thought hey let's get this out there there's so many awesome conferences out there but unfortunately people can't access them you know the the travel expense the coverage of uh, trying to cover people's shifts so they can go to these kinds of things and so we thought let's put an online program together let's democratize the information let's get great speakers and that first year i think we had 30? Did we have 30 speakers that year? I don't remember. And um, we were hoping for 200 to 300 people to attend. We, we had fingers crossed. And because we were hearing from everybody, this isn't going to fly, this isn't going to fly. And then we had over 1500 people on day one. And so that was May of 2019. And we knew we were on to something. So um, the following year, we did a, a two day summit, a mini summit, we call it on safety. And we had hundreds and hundreds of people uh, participate in that. And then we went ahead and did the um, the second annual EMS Leadership Summit. Now, the interesting thing was, it was 2020. And when we started in 2019, everyone thought we were completely crazy. And then in 2020, as everyone knows, the pandemic hit, all the conferences got canceled. People were scrambling, trying to get online, and we were already set up, and uh, you know, um, and that year we had uh, over 3,500 on day one. Um, we get more people because we, we um, you know, we keep the summit going long after it, the dates are over. And that's one of the beautiful things about the um, online is that, you know, you leave a conference and you forget half of what you learned. I mean, everybody does, right? You get this great information, but it's like drinking from a fire hose. How do you implement everything? How do you do everything? Well. The EMS Leadership Summit, we 
keep it live you know we keep going not live but we keep it available for people um you know they can buy an all-access pass at a very low cost um if they want to have lifetime access but if you don't it's absolutely free um every single day uh the the presentations are available for over 24 hours and you know you can watch as many of them as you'd like so um, that's a little bit about how we got started, but what we've been thrilled, and, and Chris, we have, you know, want to thank you as well. We've had amazing speakers who just are so willing to do these presentations, to record them, to do interviews, to um, just bend over backwards. And that just is such a demonstration of the amazing folks in EMS. Um, you know, the fact that we have 40 plus speakers who are doing this for free um tells you something about the amazing people that are in this field you know i mean when you talk about some of the people that are going to be speaking i mean it really comes out to be the who's who of ems you know our friend ray barashansky and uh, you know our international correspondent rob lawrence jonathan washko alexa um jobson and josh watts you know out of uh, south carolina i'll actually be visiting with him next week as Belmontes. I mean, it's it's truly the who's who. Some guy named Robbie McCure. I don't know uh, how he is going to be, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think that. So really, when you think about the 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 forty speakers, these are these are the really the names of the names of EMS, Robbie, and and uh, you know, kudos to everyone. But a, a lot of people are coming to you and saying, "Hey, I'd like to be part of this event as well." So, but I mean, just I think it's going to be a great event. But uh, I just wanted to name some of those names of uh, who people can expect to hear from. Absolutely. We've got a Chris Sebolero who's spoken at every single one of them, and we, we certainly appreciate that and, and the passion that you bring to yeah, leadership. Yeah, he's a, he's a throwdown speaker, though. <laughs> yeah, just... I was about to say that you have this murderer's row of speakers, yet we were still kind enough to extend an, uh, an invitation to Sebolero as well. Yeah, we've got folks from the all over the delivery models of EMS2 from, you know, the, the private sector, the public sector, internationally. Last year, we had speakers from eight different countries to really bring a diverse perspective because that's another critical, you know, element of, of somebody that's a leader is, is having a diverse perspective. You've, um, being able to interview uh, people like uh, Leon Baranowski and uh, Heather Edward and Dr. Caravaggio out of uh, the the BC the Canadian system and really just learning about their their massive you know provincial wide system of four to five thousand paramedics and and it's just hearing them talk about leadership is inspiring. Being last year being able to interview uh, Tony Walker from Ambulance Victoria, um, you know, an organization with over a billion dollar budget. <laughs> um, it's really, really just massive. Um, you know, getting the the public relations folks, uh, you know, Rob Lawrence, uh, Alexia Jobson and Mark Tenia together, um, you know, they, they go to different conferences and they just bring a great perspective about communication and public relations. Uh, hearing from a Justin Reed down at the SciFair Fire Department, what he's doing uh, in uh, his organization to cause incredible change. Um, we're going to be hearing it from the the producers of, you know, the EMS documentary, um, uh, Brian E. Gilby and uh, Ed Diefenbach. Uh, they were both ABC and, and 60 Minutes uh, producers and news producers. And, and because Brian E.'s kids got involved in EMS and they saw, you know, the, the challenges that our industry faces, they decided to, to fund an entire documentary. Uh, and so we've interviewed them to talk about this and they've captured some of the most heart-wrenching, incredible stories that are going to 
distill and crystallize the issues uh, plaguing EMS and hopefully getting an A-lister to really narrate that entire documentary is going to be amazing and just helping us tell our story. So we've got a, a great lineup of speakers. Um, our through line or our theme to this entire conference is how to advocate, innovate, and inspire for the future. And uh, that's what we're excited about doing. Can I just say two other, uh, mention two others real quick? Um, I wouldn't just mention Dr. David Daniels, who is doing um, research um, on um, people exposed to psychosocial uh, hazards. And, uh, you know, he's going to be sharing about inclusion and, you know, all of what it takes to, to create an environment of engagement. And then one of my mentors for the last four years, Michael Neal, who is probably not known in EMS, but arguably one of the best um, certainly world-renowned coaches. He's had six or more um, best-selling books in um, in this uh, transformational world. He, I mean, as a coach, it's just, he's just top-notch, you know, and um, he is speaking on how do you create an impossible result? And I promise you, if you only watch that video, and all the all the presentations are amazing, but the, 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 like the quality of the presentations are just ridiculously good and I just feel so privileged to be a part of bringing this to people you know guys the some of the words you're using are, are you know culture diversity uh, engagement uh, collaboration these sorts of things are, are you, you see it constant thread in EMS conferences and forums and how to uh, tips and tricks on how to manage the multi-generational workforce uh, and the contradiction in terms is right there, manage and multi-generational, because um, all the, the terms you've been talking about are not management terms, they're leadership terms, you know, and, and all too often the mistake many leaders make is they think that the, the way to recruit and retain people is to offer hiring sign-on bonuses and, and better pay, uh, when what we know now is that millennials and Gen Z aren't motivated by that. They're motivated by culture. So... The, in learning how to build this culture, um, you've got attendees coming to the to the EMS Leadership Summit. Uh, hopefully, learning how to how to lead that multi generational EMS workforce. Why don't you tell us how uh, how and when people can attend? What are the dates, and how does one go about attending? Absolutely. So we've got it online at emsleadershipsummit.com. If you go to that website, you'll be able to sign up for your free pass. It's going to be live September 20th through the 24th, and we're doing a special kickoff on the 19th, the night before. Uh, so hint, there may be some uh, previews available a little bit early, and you'll be able to sign up for your free pass. As Lisa mentioned, we do offer an all-access pass for CAPSI-approved CME credits, lifetime access to all the speaker sessions, and some extra bonuses. We keep that at a really low price point of $67 to $97. We want the information to be accessible. We want it to be a no-brainer. So those are the dates. Again, emsleadershipsummit.com for your free pass. So I just, I, I want to touch on that. I mean, you said, I heard you say free pass, Robbie, but you also talked about the lifetime access, right? Perfect. And so you can attend on the days and for 24 hours, you could see the content for free. Once the summit gets to the close or once you pass, you do have the ability to buy into the, the system to keep those as references throughout the year. But uh, um, I just didn't want to gloss over that. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. 
And, and after a couple of weeks, we're going to evergreen this so that when you visit emsleadershipsummit.com, you'll still be able to access sessions for free for those 24 hours per day. And you'll see the session of lineup of speakers and uh, you'll still be able to access it for free. And yeah, absolutely. And and that lifetime access, I imagine, is something that, that uh, needs to be in every uh, uh, perspective EMS leaders library. Uh, add something to add to their toolkit and refer back to for inspiration and, and guidance uh, as the years pass. But hey, that's what we think. We'd like to hear what you think. Uh, you're planning on attending the EMS Leadership Summit in September? Uh, what are leaders doing that are innovative and, and effective at your agency? We'd like to hear your thoughts and share your ideas at the show at EMS1.com. And for myself, co-host Chris Ciballero, and our special guests this week, Lisa Jerusi and Robbie McHugh from the EMS Leadership Academy. Thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. I'm going to catch you guys next week.